0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
1: What is it to climb as a pharmacy owner? CLIMB stands for care, lead, innovate, motivate, and balance. Join retail management solutions each month for a brand new webinar with interesting discussions on new pharmacist roles, pharmacy industry experts, and business innovators to give you insight on important pharmacy trends and the best way to grow your bottom line. The CLIMB webinar series is produced exclusively for pharmacies and provides tools that any pharmacy can use to reach and even exceed profitability and customer centricity goals. Let's listen in to the latest CLIMB podcast episode with Brad Jones, CEO of
2: RMS. Care, lead, innovate, motivate, balance. These five tenets reveal ways of creating a more profitable and customer-centric pharmacy. What will you discover when you CLIMB with RMS? Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Climb Podcast. Today, we're continuing our conversation on cash flow with three pharmacy industry experts. First to join me today is Craig Robinson. Craig is a partner at Cortland Data and helps pharmacies improve cash flow and working capital through his service, RX Cherry Pick. Last month, Craig and I discussed some fundamentals of cash flow and what exactly it means to make the change from a rebate model to a transparent pricing model. Today, Craig is back with us along with pharmacist and pharmacy owner Joe Daughtry. We're going to be talking with Joe about some of the success he's experienced with the transparent pricing model and what's changed in his business as a result. So without further delay, welcome back, Craig, and please introduce Joe to get us started with today's conversation.
1: Uh, Joe has been a client of ours for a number of years. Um, He's a very successful um, pharmacist and pharmacist owner. Um, He's out of Missouri. His pharmacy store is Stanley's uh, pharmacy. And um, I think that, that he is exceptional among pharmacists. Uh, He is uh, among RX cherry pick clients, he is right there in the pack. Um, so, um, you know, I'll I'll sort of let Joe say hello and his thoughts of uh, enlightening everybody about what he does for his pharmacy.
3: Uh, hi, I'm Joe. I own Stanley's Pharmacy in Marshfield, Missouri. Um, I met uh, Craig and John, the RX cherry pick boys. My gosh, is it, It's been almost it's been eight or nine years ago. It's been a a while. Um, you know, kind of, you know, puttering along like all the other pharmacists were, you know, looking at your checkbook and, you know, worrying about cash flow and met you guys. And then, you know, I was playing the rebate game and, you know, and, uh, you know, wondering what my true cost was and, and, you know, had a lot of worries, um, met you guys. Um, we hooked up, uh, and, uh, uh, started started uh, ordering from you guys right away um and it made it much, so much easier but uh, before that i was doing the uh, you know like everybody else was doing i had 15 different little mini wholesalers calling me throughout the day and i'm trying to you know fill tons of prescriptions and look and see what my cost was on the sticker on my shelf and see compare their prices and their the cherry pick platform just became so easy because we do a, a um a, um, a perpetual inventory. So I just generate my order every day. I upload it to the cherry pick platform. It separates it out. And it's, it's literally my ordering process is 20 minutes a day. It takes so much time off of me. And, um, before I was able to use this platform, if I was gone, say on vacation or at a conference, no one was doing that. They were just ordering from the primary and no one was checking prices, things like that. So it's just become really easy. I've got a couple of technicians that are trained to do this for me. So, you know, when we were all down in Dallas a couple of weeks ago to Diversify RX, I wasn't worried about the ordering. It was getting taken care of and cash flow is good. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of headaches taken away and sometimes it feels like a piano was taken off my back. You know, when you, <laughs> when you, when you look at your bank account and you've got a little bit of cash there and you're not worrying, paycheck to paycheck. And you're thinking, Oh my gosh, did my care, Mark, uh, my care, Mark check showed up yet. You know, I'm checking the mail. Somebody needs to go to the post office and that kind of thing. So it's kind of where we're at.
2: So, so Joe, um, thanks again for joining us. And sure. you know, you and I talked when we were, when we were uh, t- down together, uh, at diversify arcs uh, yeah. uh, summit and um, cash flow. of course, I think everybody in business, uh, knows about cash flow um, as they've experienced it. You know, even as, as we were laughing earlier, even Jeff Bezos at one point in his career probably knew about cash flow in the early days of Amazon. Um, I know I did. And uh, I know that, you know, in the early days of RMS, that was, the, you know, I was dialing for dollars. I was looking, where am I going to pay? How am I going to pay yeah. this bill? Yeah. And, and there's nothing like that kind of stress. Financial stress is, is one of the worst things that people, most stressful things that people can go through. So um, you, you made this change. How fast was the impact? I mean, what and what was the impact?
3: Um, the impact was very quickly within six to eight weeks. I had cash flow, you know, um, you know, good cash flow. Um, you know, I knew it was upfront; and very transparent. I wasn't, you know, I knew what I was paying. You know, I'm comparing that to my, to, to, you know, uh, post rebate prices to my primary. I was still getting so much better deal from Cherry Pick, plus dating, which is crucial absolutely crucial i can not you know wait for an insurance check to come in 6 to 8 weeks when i've got to pay my drug bill in 3 days it's so that's a big impact so having that dating able to build some cash flow and it, it was
2: very rapid i mean if you're speaking you, of dating then so how yeah. you know what additional dating are you getting um i'm we're getting 30 to
3: 45 days Huge how difference. I'm from. Am I yeah.
1: allowed to say that, Craig? <laughs> uh yeah. Actually, um the founder <laughs> of our company, John,'s gonna kill me because we're working on a deal right now to push it out push uh, a company out to 60 days. Yeah. How how huge is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're always right. working on
2: it. Massive. Yes. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. Um there, yeah. there's a that's a that's a giant difference. Especially when you consider it, like compare it to three days uh, or a week, uh, which I think most people are used to.
3: You go to your primary and say, can you give me a couple extra weeks? They're like, yeah, okay, 20%. I
2: can put it on a Visa card for that. (laughs) So so cash flow, and I think this is, you know, cash flow is, uh, people talk about profitability being important. Um, yeah. And they're they're focused on that. Well, what am I? What's my margin? So, and and what's my percent margin? And so forth. But but ultimately, you can be profitable and fail as a business. Yeah. Cash flow is the number one cause of, of failure. Um, so so um, you 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 got this extra cash flow, and what did this do to you mentally?
3: Oh, it's it's big. I mean, you know, you're not you're not waking up at three a.m. wondering, you know, getting up and checking my bank account wondering, you know, am I going to have enough money to make payroll? Or can I pay my drug bill? And then it clears up your mind to think outside of working in your business, gives you that state of mind where you can start working on your business. I'm not worried about day to day, you know, I'm going down at diversify RX, getting all these ideas, and I can come back and I can start implementing those things, and not worrying about cash. And I just think it just You know, not that you couldn't if you are worrying about cash, but if you've got that out of your mind where you can actually think about something else besides, you know, did the checks come in the mail? Did my deposit go in? You know, that kind of thing. I think that's that's huge to free up your mind to be able to 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 come up with some creative ideas to expand your business.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and I think uh, uh, right after this, I'm bringing on Robbie Stokes um uh from lifeline rx solutions i think i know craig you know robbie i think joe you know robbie as well i believe um but but uh he and i are gonna be talking about managing your business one of the things we're gonna talk about is managing business using data and I think that's yeah. something that happens when uh you know I know back when I think of the early days of RMS when I was able to start uh, was Not worrying about cash flow, and was was able to then actually look at reports and and start managing my my business based on the data that was in front of me, and I think so many pharmacists. I listen to the pharmacists, and they're too busy, and they say, "I just don't have time to look at these reports." But these reports are, I mean, looking at what products sell, what products don't sell, what what is returning some money on their investment in re, in, in inventory, that's huge, and so, can you speak to? I mean, that's one of the things that I would say. I would expect that it gives you the time to do. Then uh, is to actually start looking at the reports in your system to make business decisions.
3: Yes. So, so one of the things um, that we just did, um, pretty, I, I it really has taken off for us. So, when we were down there, they we were talking about uh, drug nutrient depletion, and we had kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, we were going with the company. I don't know if I'm. Am I allowed to mention company names? Sure. Solutions um, 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 RX, um, guy out of Mississippi, Chris Cornelison, um, has a line for um, drug nutrient depletion. We had bought some of his stuff. We really hadn't pushed it that hard. Um, after being down there and listening to what people were doing and getting ideas, um, immediately came back. Um, last week we started pushing it hard, um, engaging our patients. We in five days. Last week, Monday through Friday, we doubled all of July's OTC profit in 5 days. Just because, you know, I've got that, you know, mind's clear, cash flow's good, I can think about other ideas, push these ideas and, you know, something like that's going to happen. So that's just one idea, you know, I got from one conference. So we've got that one flowing. Now I can move on to the next one. Uh, Robbie's another guy that uh, I talked to and I think he and I are probably gonna have a meeting here before too long too. Um, so yeah, so you just, you can start looking at other things, looking at your KPIs and you know, right. paying attention to those things that are crucial.
2: Right, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I just finished an article for America's Pharmacist Magazine. It's actually a CE credit. Um, and in that it's a, and it's about the importance of your front end and, and, uh, regardless of the size, uh, and the things that you should be doing in your front end. And, and there's a section I talk about, you know, looking at data. And while I can't, I, I can't share the, I can't share the tables that I'm going to until after this article is sure. published, um, which I will do in a future climb, but, but I have real store data and, and, uh, and it shows, uh, if you look at it, just looking at the gross profit, uh, you'd think that the the uh, there are two departments that look like they're doing great just by gross profit, um, and but then when you look at inventory turns and the more important, uh, the even more important number, gross margin return on investment, you would if you were just going by what's contributing dollar profit, you would go. These are the best and I don't have a problem here. I have a problem elsewhere. But when you look at that gross margin return on investment, you go, wow, I've got so much money tied up in inventory on these that doesn't sell that these are my two worst performing department uh, departments as opposed to my two best performing departments. Looking at the numbers, the right numbers makes a giant difference. And having the time to do that. uh, Yeah, that's huge. So, yeah, yeah. So. So so let's talk a little bit too cuz we talked about uh, I think we, I was intrigued to to take a line here with you know mentally it, it vastly improved things uh and and what is that doing for your staff and what do you do for your staff Oh it it takes a lot
3: of heat off my staff when I'm you know when you don't come in and I'm just pissed off all the time you know and uh so you know I'm able to like say I'm able to you know treat them um you know, we were talking, you know, earlier about, you know, we go, we go to a nice big Christmas dinner, they get their Christmas bonuses. Um, And I I don't, I consider more team building events. You know, I want us to, I want them to look, you know, at each other as one big team, kind of as a family. And if you come to work and there's not that friction and not the backbiting that a lot of people have, um, I mean, your staff's just better. They're going to take care of your patients better. Um, you know, and then we do something in the spring, we call it Stanley's night out. We'll go and do something this year. We went and, uh, just went out to eat and went bowling, um, had a few drinks, <laughs> um, hung out as a team. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, they're all over my house. I grilled out for them. Um, two of the events are usually just, uh, the Christmas and the Stanley's night out. It's just for, just for the big kids. Uh, no kids involved. I'm like, Hey, you know, you've, uh, this is non-pressure time uh, it's just for the adults. We're going to go out and have a good time. And then, you know, usually the cookout of my house, they bring the kids over and we get in the pool and have a good time. And, and I don't know, it just makes us more of a cohesive unit. So when we're here at the store, obviously being a business owner, I get pissy from time to time. That's just part of the game. If, if you, if you don't, and you're a business owner, if you're just, you know, Mary Poppins time all the time. You're probably not running a good business. So you know, there's sometimes you've sure. got to be a little stern, and, and 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 the techs know that that's going to happen from time to time. But I'm going to get over it, and and we're going to move on to the next thing. And it's not just going to be them coming to work and dreading coming to work because you know I'm going to be pissed off all day worrying about one thing to the next. So I, I think that's I think that's big as far as running a business and being a team.
2: Right. And I, and you mentioned team, because I think that really is what it's, what it's about. And, and, uh, uh, people forget that turnover, that the training, the amount of time, uh, and money it costs every time you lose somebody, you know, the, the product productivity that, that gets reduced, the, the time you have to spend training. And if you don't train, it's even more expensive because, mm-hmm. right. Because now you, now you're not providing the service levels that, the, the, the patients and the customers have ex- started to expect. Um, so um, the uh, uh, I think back as well from the early days when I was when, when w- with RMS that, you know, I was a, an, an ass. Uh, most of the time, uh, was when I, when I was down for dollars, when I was, when I was struck, when we were struggling for cash flow, we were profitable. Yeah. But, 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 Can't you know, it was, some things are getting paid slowly on our side from, from the customer. And then, you know, I, I don't have enough capital to, you know, and yeah. we're growing fast. And you're just like, where, what am I doing? And, and, yeah. and you take, and you tend to take it out on the people that are right around you. Right. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, Let's talk training for a little bit. You know, I, we, the, um, the importance of that and, and what you're doing there. And can you, can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Uh, as far as training staff, um, there's not much I have to do with, with the staff that I have. Um, the newest member to my staff has been with me a year. She's been in the tech business for 20. I picked her up from a pharmacy that sold to Walgreens in another town. um, and, um Really, my only turnover is, um, you know, a, a high school kid or somebody like that that comes in, does deliveries for me, and then they, you know, they graduate and go on to college. Um, as far as training my other staff, um, it's pretty easy. Um, the, the one that's besides the new one that I mentioned, the next closest one has worked for me for 15 years. Uh, it's like 15, 17, almost 20 years um, as, or my three, you know, long time. And then I've got a couple part-timers that come in that have worked for me for a while. Um, just work for me here and there, but as far as as far as training, um, like the new tech that came in about a year ago, you know, everybody, you know, every pharmacy does it different. Um, you know, the, the, the other techs kind of took her under their wing and this is kind of how we do things. And, um, you know, I pull them aside and say, this is the way I want you to do it. Um, you know, I talked about the vitamins, you know, I, what I did, you know, as far as didn't take much training, as far as that went to selling the vitamins, I just, I put together a script that, um, we had a meeting and, and I said, this is the script that I want you to go by. And it's really, you know, when, when, when you don't have that turnover, the training's really not that hard. You know, I, I was able to, right. just, it's just, like you say, the training is when you constantly have turnover and people don't know what they're doing it takes so much of my time and so much of, you know, my lead text time. It's just, so we don't, we just don't really have those training issues as far as that goes. If we bring in a new program, we'll have a meeting about it. Um, you know, this is how I want you to you know go about it. This is the, this is the script. I can just kind of type something up and, and give them exactly how I want them to do it. We'll practice. We'll do a little bit of role play. Um, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't, you know, the last major training thing we had to do OS systems 13 and we did that all together. So <laughs> we learned on the fly together. So that's uh training. When, when, when we don't have the turnover is not that big of an issue.
2: Yeah. Okay. And and that makes sense, right? I mean, uh, that's, that's part of, part of it. And I'm sure there's a lot of pharmacies out there that are going, geez, I wish I didn't have this problem of yeah. turnover, but I yeah. think, you know, that you, you, you uh, hit some important points and it's, being able to treat your employees respectfully, setting the expectations—those mm-hmm. um, are things you did at the beginning, right? Those are things that that they know. Yeah. So everybody knows that. I mean, we all get frustrated, we all get angry, but uh, and 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 you have to make corrections in business. Right. So and if they know, if you've set the expectation that hey, we're a team and we're going to do this together. Um, and, and they've done, somebody's done something wrong. They, they should expect a correction and they okay. won't take it personally. Yeah. Um, if you don't, as long as you don't make it personal and, uh, um, and they'll learn and you go right back to, to, to being a team again. And, and I think that's a very important point. An important point. I think I've see a lot of pharmacies when I go into pharmacies and evaluate what's happening and I listen and I watch um, there's there's not that cohesive teamwork. And I think a lot of the time it comes. I'll ask the question, well, you know, how often do you have meetings? never how often do you do training well you know on the spot um there's not a there's not like a program um and of course in your case you've you've had these people for a long time so there doesn't have to be just a program I mean, if you have turnover every week or every month or every year, you, you're going to have to have a program. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but the program really should be the things that you've talked about already, I think. And that's I think what I've seen in my time uh, in the in the years and years and years I've been doing this and been in, in around yeah. pharmacy, which is my entire life. Uh, yeah. You know, that's what I've seen from successful pharmacies as well. Craig, do you have any any uh, thing that you'd like to add or ask uh I don't think out. so I,
1: I think you you know pretty well covered it. I, I think it's interesting to listen from a pharmacist perspective of again tying it back, back to cash flow and working capital of the stability that Joe provides not only for himself but his employees but also it extends out to his community think of people who come to his pharmacy and they're seeing people that they've seen for over a decade. I mean, right. the feeling of safety, you know, it, it, that's that's why, that's what it allows him to do.
2: No, absolutely. Joe, you want to, you have any, I think I've seen that myself over the years too. So do you want to just comment on that?
3: Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's, there's not a person that comes in here that someone in the pharmacy doesn't know, or doesn't live next to, or went to high school with, or, you know, or his cousin with, or it's yeah, having the people here that long. When people come in, everybody we know who everybody is, and they love that. You know, so they talk to him by name. Hey, how'd you, how's your daughter doing? I heard she's in school. You know, off of college, how's she doing? This that. You know, so it's it's a big deal to to have that lack of turnover and have you know long term staff that you know. It kind of it kind of goes back to a few years ago. Um, I started really thinking about future and you know, I'm 47 now. And I thought, you know my wife's a pharmacist too, but she doesn't work with me. Um, she's works for Walmart. Um, you know, keep your, uh, friends close and your enemies closer. Um, but I, I got to thinking about what, what would happen if I, something happened to me, you know, what would happen to the store? So that's, you know, when you talk about training, you know, I kind of had a, several staff meetings like, I want you to be able to, if tomorrow something happened to me, that Stanley's Pharmacy survives, where we could bring in any pharmacist and you guys can run the show and all they have to do is check prescriptions. You don't need me. This pharmacy doesn't need me anymore. Um, my staff can run the show because I've, I've kind of emboldened them to, to take care of things Without me, and I, that's been a big, big help, you know, for me, you know, psychologically, and you know, thinking down the road that if something happened to me, that my family is still taken care of because my staff, they consider this their home, and you know, they can run it;
2: they don't need me. And that's a what a terrific place to be. Um, And, you know, I would encourage, I'm sure you would encourage everybody listening to this, that that's a question you need to ask. And if you're not there, what is it going to take to get there? Yeah. Uh, You know, it's not gonna You're not going to get there overnight. If you're not there now, you're not going to get there overnight. And if you are there now, then you've, then you've had an approach that's going to, yeah. is allowing this, but don't be, I don't, be, I would say, don't be discouraged if you're not there now, but it's probably the single most important question because it will get you. If you, yes. if you start answering that question and put the processes in place, you'll, it'll get you there. And what a great place to be, because now you can, now you can go golfing on yeah. a day and know that everything's getting taken care of. We right. were joking earlier that uh, you like to golf in Scotland, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. So (laughs) Craig was saying, I don't know any other farmers that goes to Scotland to go golfing. Um, so, (laughs) but you know, that's an important part too. And that, and that's a stress reducer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man and, uh, and we are about at the, at our time limit as well. So uh, I think it's been great. Craig, as always, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, and, uh, Joe, it was terrific hearing from a pharmacist, from a business owner, how things are working in your business, the things that are working, the things that have yeah. made a difference. Uh, I hope our viewers, I'm sure our viewers will, will appreciate that and take, and there's some great takeaways here. So thanks again, Joe, for being involved with yeah. the climb and Craig, yeah. as always, thank you. It and, uh, yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah, I'll be back here shortly with Robbie Stokes. All righty, thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. All right, we'll see thanks. you, Greg. With NutraBodler by RMS, serve your patients' health on a silver platter. Help improve patient outcomes, integrate therapy recommendations, increase your supplement sales, and create happy, healthy, loyal customers. Welcome back, everyone. With us, uh, we have Robbie Stokes. If you remember from April. Uh, Robbie was with us at that point in time. Robbie was a, a, a former pharmacy owner, an operator for 18 years uh, before he sold his stores and founded Lifeline RX Solutions, where he's currently uh, the president and CEO. Welcome back, Robbie. It's great to have you. Brad,
0: thank you so much for the opportunity and hello.
2: So Robbie, you and I were, uh, we got back together last month uh, at Lisa Faust's uh, Diversify RX Pharmacy Profit Summit had some great conversations about cash flow uh and using using data to make decisions. And I think you and I really spent hours talking about that. Um and I wanted to have you back so that we could talk uh your presentation in April uh was a big hit. I know you had a number of calls uh you know to uh talk about uh your solution. Um and I want to give you just a moment to tell a little bit about that for those people that weren't here in April, and then we're going to get talking more about cash flow and using uh, you know data.
0: Sure, thank you, Brad, um, um, Robbie, and um, what we talked about back in April was uh, your pricing tables and where they come from, and are they for you? Uh, what we do is we do an analysis of your business. We establish if there is something we can do to optimize the revenue per script at adjudication. Uh, We've had several clients, Brad, as a result of CLIMB, and they are up and running our testimonies. So if you're not confident that you're not leaving money on the table at the time of adjudication, you want a free analysis to just look at your pricing tables to see if they're for you. and. When you had them installed, when you put your system in, or if you acquired a store, <clears throat> where did those tables come from, and how did they know what your mix was, and how many times has your cost of goods gone up since that system's been put in? So, something to look at. It's a little, one of those pieces that make big differences. It takes it all. Are we, do we save your life? No, what we do is we are a contributor and getting you the most out of that transaction. We optimize the transaction at adjudication. Um, and it just gets you money that you're leaving on the table. Um, but how do we know that until we do an analysis to establish where you are and, um, let us know if we can help. Thank you, Brad.
2: Yeah. So Robbie, just, you know, typically, you save, uh, you you help the customer, uh, the pharmacy. What's what's the average dollars we're talking about, or percentages here?
0: Actually, good question. Uh, we're seeing now uh, anywhere from a dollar thirty-five to a dollar and a half more per script. So do do the math real quick. How many you fill in a month? Um, times one thirty-five. Let's be very conservative, conservative there, and see if that makes a difference in your store. Would that help you? um with cash um i think you're going to find it does and so um we we look at that and we say you know after i do the analysis if i can help you um we guarantee that we'll achieve 90% of that or you get your money back um that's how confident that's how we know it works um let us know if we can help
2: yeah, that's great, and 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 I know that uh, a number of those people that did, you know, contact you uh, have already said told me how how much it's helped. So uh, we know it's it's working, um, and I and I and I appreciate you know the opportunity to to pitch this a little bit as well. Um, but we're here to talk also, you know, about cash flow in general and using data, <laughs> um, and so let's kind of start there. Um, When I'm talking to clients uh, and when we're demoing, we're talking about, you know, we we pitch right off using data. Um, And then we talk about, you know, inventory management and loyalty programs and all these things. And we, you know, and in Climb, we talk about doing things like sending out periodically thank you notes to your best customers and calling them about new medications. All these things, though, take time, Right. They take time. They take a commitment. And, uh, and so, um, you know, what do you say to pharmacies about that part? I mean, you ran okay. a pharmacy for 18 years.
0: I did. You know, um, that is a great topic. Um, so let's start out with, number one, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Um, ask yourself that. And most of you are going to say, yeah. Uh, Do we want to implement programs that increase revenue? Uh, Are there programs out there? Which ones do we choose? Um, But until you sit down, I'm going to give a plug here to Adam Robinson. They call him the Workflow Whisperer. And we all, I don't care how many stores you have or how busy you are, we all as owners need to sit down. And somebody needs to tell us what we look like to them. So we're busy being busy. We're busy working in the business. We're busy implementing programs, but we don't sit down and, and, and do it to its full potential. We dabble, we dabble in it. We dabble when we uh, implement programs. And I, I know I'm harking on that, but unless you're ready to make a change, let me tell you, I'm going to say this, we dub this out if we have to. Um, status quo is like sin. It's going to take you further than you want to go. And, and if you keep on doing the same old thing, you know, the, you know the cliche, you're going to get the same results. You know, pharmacies now are busier than they've ever done, been because they're having to do more for less. But there are avenues, Brad, to change all that. There there are so many programs. We just left that conference that you and I were at, and if you didn't leave there, I'm seeing now we got we got our own private page. I'm seeing people implementing little things that don't hurt and don't cost money, but they made a decision to make a change. So, let's talk about your program for a moment.
2: Well, before we before we move on to that, I I do want to. You know, uh, there's a book, Emeth Revisited. Yeah, and and you mentioned working in the business, and in that book, which every every business owner should read, uh, they nice. they specifically talk about that working in the business versus working on the business. Yeah, and in their, in the example in that book, uh, they talk about she the, the 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 lady in the book has a pie baking business. She made yeah. great pies. And they talk about stop baking the pies and let somebody else bake the pies stop working in the business and work on your business and i think that's an that's an imperative and it's very difficult i mean i know i find that difficult for myself because i think we all have those little things that we really enjoy doing and sometimes working on the business is not as much fun as working in the business that's um right. that's right
0: so. and and so and 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 the biggest hurdle for me was is that i didn't feel i could afford it uh, how many times do we hear that? You can't afford not to. Um, right. You know, let me just a little 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 thing here. How many of you have the V, uh, the, the, the telephone answering service that comes on and if you're a doctor press two. Well now, who should be answering line two? The tech? Or the pharmacist or somebody that can answer their questions immediately or get done what they want done they've called you you've got him how many opportunities do we have the chance to talk to the doctor um, most of the time they're too busy but there should be a dedicated person to talk to that doctor and our relationship should be built upon that phone call and a chance to say hey by the way I'm doing this if I can ever help any of clients let me know it don't happen it don't happen. It's just an avenue for a doctor to get in quicker. Um, but we have the tools, Brad. We've got, we've got the tools. How many, I guarantee you, I, I talk to I don't know how many stores, and I'm asking for a certain report, and you'd be surprised how many will say, I didn't even know that was there.
2: You have a. I'm not you, surprised. I hear it all you, the time. You've got a system
0: that will help you, help you, and guide you to get to where you need to go. But you've got to dig in there and utilize the system, and let it let it help you. Um, and if you don't do that, I mean, I'm telling you, there's the reports, the management reports. Are they real? I don't know. Let's talk about that for a second. That information is only as good as the information you put in it. So if you've got fake information going in, you're getting misled information coming out. And it's, it's um, got to decide if we're going to start getting real with the numbers, too. So you can do all you want to do, but unless you've got a way to gauge and measure it, you're just beating water.
2: Yeah, and that you're absolutely Right, and that is one of the things – so I'm currently – I'm writing an article, uh, a CE credit article actually about the front end uh, for America's Pharmacist magazine um, and – which is an NCPA magazine that probably all of you get. Um, And uh, – but in that, I actually pulled some real data – from one of our customers that has uh, six departments, and I I can't show this data right now. I'll do it in a future climb, uh, but until that article is published, I can't I can't uh, show the data, but I can share share a piece of it. So what I did when I when I ran it, all they had ever run was a profit analysis report, which I at least kudos to them for at least running mm-hmm. the profit analysis report, uh, and they looked at their department are six departments to see which departments were the most profitable and the OTC department uh, was the most profitable dollar profit uh, profitable department and so they were excited about that on the least profitable in dollar profit was seasonal um, however when I showed them the gross profit return on investment report uh, the, the the story turned out to be very different uh, the the uh, the most the 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 department that was returning the greatest return on investment was seasonal. Uh, it was returning six point I think it was like six point four uh, dollars for every dollar that they were investing. And we're OTs, speaking of allergy and cold season. Yes, exactly. Right. Okay. The second best performer was their HBA, their home health and beauty. Right. Their <clears> shampoos <throat> and and deodorants and toothpaste. Um. And it was doing four point. Five, I think, uh, dollars for every dollar they invested. Um, And the norm, by the way, in the pharmacy industry is 2.7. So um, the worst performer was gifts. It was only returning 60 cents for 64 cents for every dollar they were investing. So it was a big loser. Uh, But OTC, which had the most dollar profit, was only returning A dollar and sixty cents for every dollar they were investing. When you talk, when you see the numbers from that perspective, that's all about cash flow. I mean, that is hammering your cash flow, and you have to go. If you can see those numbers, then then you make real business decisions. And Mm -hmm. without that, you're blind. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So you've got to be able to measure that, right?
0: Yeah, You've got you've got to have a system that will measure that and do that for you instead of you sitting down and having to take a pencil and a piece of paper and say, okay, we moved one toothpaste today. We moved this. There are systems that will help you get where you need to go. Another thing, why in the world would you load up your front end with OTCs and things that don't move if you're next door to a Publix or Kroger um, or TJ Maxx? I mean, you've got to go and see what they're not carrying for you That's to right. for you to take advantage of that. You're not going to beat them. You're not going to beat them on the price. You can beat them on the service um, and the impulse of buys. But you've you've got to got to look at what's next to you and what they're doing. And um, it, we 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 were we were those people. We were next to a food line, and our OTCs were limited to what. We knew that they didn't have, we had some, some
2: uh, duplications, but some basics, right? I mean, some basics,
0: Uh, but that's the thing
2: you, 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 you have to drill down and see what moves and what is, and isn't selling, but what (laughs) most importantly, what is that gross margin return on investment on those items? Because if there, I I mean, it's so simple when you think about it, if you, if you said, listen, Here's ten thousand dollars. You got ten thousand dollars. I'm going to invest in a stock. You're not going to invest in a stock that doesn't show any return. Um, I mean, you'd be better off. Some of some of these situations I see, you'd be better off renting out the front end of your business to something that's at least giving you some some return, uh, as opposed to selling, trying to sell inventory that doesn't sell um and so
0: to allude to that stock brad that's why we have a broker because i know just enough to get hurt um (laughs) so i've got a specialist and i've got a pro and i've got somebody who's who who knows that so no different than your pharmacy you've got to get people you got to you got to embrace these people that are out there that will help you get to where you want to go um Look, can, we, can I shift gears on you just a second? Absolutely. So we, we go in here and we put, um, let's use um, vitamins, nutraceuticals, okay? So I just got this great idea. I think I can make um, 50% margin, um, so I'm 100 on um, vitamins. So let's load the store up. So we go and load the store up with vitamins because um Really looks good. Nobody else in town selling vitamins like this. I always go back to a fellow pharmacy owner in a neighboring town that, that was adjoining us, um, probably 20 miles from my store. He was the authority on vitamins and compounding. He He did a radio show every morning and talked about something that was on that shelf he became an authority you got to brand yourself. You, you have got to be, you've got to set yourself apart from the other competition in town. What is that? What, what is, is it hormone replacement therapy? Is it vitamins? But not only that, you've got to train your staff to do it for you and you not have to do it. Um, You've got to sit down and, and embrace that. And how are we going to do this? But you got to get people involved that can get you where you need to go. Um, he, he was, he was great. Everybody knows him. Um, and I'll go ahead and say his name. Gary Glisson was his name and he still is his name, by the way. And, um, he, he was the man. He, he was, um, the go-to person. So the takeaway from that is, is that you've got, you've got to become the authority and you've got to brand yourself with something.
2: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that really is build on the fact that farm still in the top three uh, most trusted professions uh, annually, usually number one. uh, But, you know, build on that. Uh, People trust what you're going to say. And I think that um, but you're only one person again. So you need to do the things you were just talking about, training your staff, having a plan, uh, trying to replicate yourself through. You know, training of your staff and uh, uh, giving them the authority and the uh, em- empowering them to be able to do some of the things that uh, that you you can let them do and need to let them do to free up your time to work on that business and and to work more closely with your patients.
0: Absolutely. So, what about the tools that are available, Brad? Let's let's talk about what what do you do with it after you get the numbers? Do you know what do you know what it should be? Do you know where you need to go? Um, you know, data's great, but if you don't know what to do with it, where are you?
2: No, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, and, and I think we all struggle with this. When I mean, we talk about this, we do uh, quarterly metrics reviews here at RMS, and and uh, it's, a, it's you know, and sometimes you you the metrics you have to look at have changed because of a problem that you've recognized. Um, so, uh, yes, you can get buried in numbers, uh, but but uh, you know there is a there is a number in the pharmacy world that is incredibly important, and that number uh, is gross margin return on investment. Uh, if and and that is the most telling number uh, and and really the most important number uh, that you can go with. Um, to uh to To establish how the departments in your pharmacy are operating, and if uh, and if you find a department that isn't operating well that's below the national average of say two point seven, uh, then you drill down and you start looking at you know what 's under that department and it's again, all of this is very dependent on something you said earlier. Uh, the database, you know, is the, is your database clean? Have you given it, did you give it some thought or are you giving it thought and keeping it up to date? Oh. Getting
0: ready to step on some toes now. So when you just said that and you give them the benchmark and the, the, the national average, what I get a lot is, well, that's a bigger city. Uh, we're not like them. That will never happen here. Uh, understand it's a benchmark. It's a ruling guide to get you where you should be because within that national average are pharmacies like yours. So um, yep. do you reach that, that goal? You gotta decide and figure out where you are to see if you can get to that goal. One thing about it, if you don't make a step and in an initiative to do so, you never will. You never will. Right.
2: Well, and, and uh, by the way, you know, the data from the pharmacy that I that I have in this article, uh, when they fixed, when they actually saw this for the first time and they went in and, and actually started working on their OTC and their gifts, uh, they were able... Uh, to exceed the 2.7. They're mm-hmm. more at like 3.3. Um, and that's uh, that's terrific. But it was based on looking at data. I mean, it's a, a terrific success story. Uh, it doesn't take nearly the kind of commitment and time that people think it takes. Um, it does not. So it just takes it the commitment, not. right? Absolutely. And that, and that really leads me to my last point on this is uh, all of us have a, a limited amount of time. Uh, but when we make a commitment to, you know, make a commitment to a change, and say I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna, it's gonna take me a half, I'm gonna do a half an hour a day, and it means instead of instead of it being six months, it's gonna be it's gonna be eight months to make this happen. But if you make that commitment and you and you work within the time constraints that you have, uh, you can make this happen. And and uh, no
0: doubt, but you first have to make your mind up that that's what you want to do. Right. And then we have to get a game plan. And then we got to look, we as owners, we hold everybody else accountable, but who holds you accountable? And so there's, there's help out there. There's ways and means to get you where you need to get more now, more so now than ever. Now, are they all good? No. But are there some great ones out there? And sincere ones, and and honest ones, absolutely. Um, and Brad, you know who they are. I know who they are. Um, and so that's what this is all about: is networking, and and reaching out. And and um, you know, I used to go, I used to go to all these trade shows, and I felt like I was the lonely one there because I was, um, I had a good business, but I was broke <laughs> all the time but I listened to all these people and I thought they were just, you know, 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Um, but after you get one-on-one, they're just like me. They were just like I am. I was. And so then we got to talking and then we start to networking and, and then we'd have a group and as a group, we all got, got it going. So it's, it's okay to reach out and it's okay to um, get that help. But number one is you first have to make the choice to do so. You've got you've to sit down and make that choice. And if you don't do anything else uh, out of this, number one, look at the tools that's being provided via Brad. But Adam Robinson, um, find his videos. He's gonna hit you hard on the toe. Um, and, um, Brad, I, I got more to talk about, but I know we're short on time. I got to, you know, what are, what well, are we'll those do it in.
2: We can do it in the future. We can, we yeah. can come back, you know, and this folks, this is what climb is about, uh, motivating you, uh, giving you day, information, uh, to try to help you t- bring people together, right. The industry experts, your peers, coming together to try to improve your bottom line and improve patient outcomes. That's what we're here to do. Uh, Robbie, uh, it's great to have you back. It was awesome spending time with you in Dallas. Uh, I look forward to us doing this again in the future folks. If you want to, if you want an extra dollar 35 for every prescription you fill talk to Robbie uh, we'll have his contact information up here in a moment and, uh, uh, but give Robbie a call, uh, again, sir, the, 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 uh, services, um, uh, you can have the evaluation for free, uh, and then, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a guarantee you get your money back if, uh, you sign up and, and he doesn't deliver. So, uh, yeah, Robbie, thanks again.
0: Brad, it's my pleasure as always to just. Sit down and and talk shop. Yes. So thank you for the opportunity.
2: I'd also like to thank our pharmacy podcast listeners for tuning in to this episode of Climb and invite you to join us again next month when we'll be talking about compliance and data. You can see more about our upcoming episodes at www.pharmacyclimb.com.